The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. We are the Unpack Podcast Two-thirds of it anyway today from AcmePackingCompany.com and SB Nation on Twitter at the Unpack Pod on Instagram. For no reason at the Unpack Pod. Uh, Patreon.com slash the Unpack Pod. Like, subscribe, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts like Bob, who said, I'm here for the great content like Alex is here for wine on Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh wow, a new one. Exactly. Uh yeah, it just came in over the weekend. I absolutely love that. Thanks for that, guys. Yeah, thank you. A little uh, five-star review from Bob. I don't have it in front of me, but I believe the name was Bob the Builder. Appreciate that. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm Zach Rapport in Albuquerque. Alex Patakis out in New York. Um, have a good turkey day. You get your wine on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big time. Big time. <laughs> I don't know if I said if I went into this much detail on the pod, but it was the first time that um, uh, we spent uh, Thanksgiving with my aunt's boyfriend. Uh, my aunt is in her 60s. She's dating like this guy who really loves wine. He like collects it. So oh. he su- he like supplied it. Like no one was bringing wine. It was just like understood that it was like all going to be stuff that he picks out. Wine um, guy. All right. Big wine guy. Yeah. Pinkies up. Um, <laughs> and it was great. And the best part is like, you know, when it's that many people, because it was like we were a decent size. We were like 12. Um you, you know, there's no like real counting how much you had. So there's no like shame the next day. Cause just like it could have been, you know, half bottle. It could have been like a lot more than that. <laughs> it could have been like a bottle and a half. Uh, but it was good. And I have to say, um, I didn't watch any football, which was really cool. I think this is the first Thanksgiving in maybe a decade that I didn't watch like a single minute of the games that the NFL put out there for us and, you know, pretended to act like it was like a palatable product. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. was the Sounds first like one? Uh, Bears lions. Was that the first game? I think I watched a bunch of that. Yeah. That the was 16, uh, 13 thriller. Although I guess I wa- the Raiders uh, Cowboys game was pretty good. That was a pretty good game. So my uh, birthday was on, a Friday and we didn't do anything on Thanksgiving day. So we can right. like, happy belated. Thank you very much. Um, so we come kind of combined Thanksgiving and my birthday on, on Friday. So Thursday we had nothing going on, made no plans. And, um, I was, I was, uh, yeah, I was just in there. I was watching 
most most of the football. And for me, that was a a switch in the routine. I, uh, for the first time in many years, watched most of the football. Much of it bad. Some of it not so bad though. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. Um, yeah. It sounds like we had very different Thursdays, but. Yeah, I'm guessing the rest of your weekend was great because I didn't do a thing after Friday was cool. Yeah, my birthday that. was fun. Um, I lost my wallet. I started, I started my birthday off by uh, promptly losing my wallet at the grocery store. So that was fun. Had to pause all my cards and <laughs> reorder all that stuff. But everything else after that uh, made up for it. Um, and on the theme of Thanksgiving drinking, I drank so much bourbon and i didn't even get tipsy which is a testament to how much food i ate all day i think wow yeah that's impressive i mean that's pretty that's impressive pretty sad i don't know but insert your <laughs> your word here i know that um there's a lot of bourbon connoisseurs on the acme packing company staff so i'm not going to pretend to act like i know the first thing about bourbon, but I did visit a really cool distillery. Uh, if any of you listeners are in New York and happen to make your way to Brooklyn, uh, Van Brunt, which I think is pretty well known for people who spend time in New York. Yeah. It's like the most chill place. And they, I don't know, it's just really great vibe. Um, like they play records. They have like basically their bar is just kind of like a living room. They have room for maybe like 12 people. That's cool. So I drank some bourbon this weekend um, on. Saturday, yeah, I didn't do a thing Friday. Um, and Saturday I had some bourbon, had a maple something bourbon. Um, mm. I don't know, tasted like bourbon. Sounds That's special. That place seems cool. Sometimes those places have a, a little bit of a um, a little bit of a pretentious vibe. Sounds like that's not the case there. That's nice. Yeah, I would say this is like the total opposite of that, uh, which is what makes it enjoyable. So. Yeah. Um, Speaking of enjoyable, football? (laughs) Football. Very enjoyable. A little tense, but you know what? In a good way. Yeah. A little tense. 36 to 28 was the final score of the Packers over the Rams. Um, But in all honesty, in reflecting back, in retrospect, as they say, it it wasn't that close. Uh, But like you said, some some tense moments. And um, let's just get into it. Let's do our note nugs. Coming off of this game, hashtag NoteNugs. Tweet at us after every game at the Unpack Pod with your bite-sized takeaways, and I will go first. And I was texting with you uh, during the game a little bit, uh, Alex, and I and I think I said something to this effect. But the Packers have players, not always stars, but at least true blue players at every level of the defense in every position group. Inside linebacker is obviously a uh, a pleasant surprise with Campbell, but Douglas, of course, in the secondary with the big pick six, the defensive line. I just can't remember a time really, maybe 2010, I guess, uh, when the Packers defense had someone or multiple people that you could count on at every level of the defense to usually at least mitigate damage, if not make a play. Uh, And it just makes the whole game so much more fun to watch in totality. Um, knowing that you've got defenders who take good angles, who can tackle, who are tough, and who play heads-up football. Just really, really nice. And I, I texted you something uh, to that effect during the game, and you're like, yeah, it's funny how that works. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it is pretty incredible. Um, and and I think, you know, if you're thinking back, 
the last time you can say that. I mean, the comparison everyone uses is the Super Bowl year. But that really probably is, you know, because Raji was like kind of a as about as playmaking as you could be for like a interior defensive lineman in like a true three four. You had Clay, you had Woodson, and you had Nick Collins. I think that's every level. I mean, obviously not inside linebacker because that's a position that hasn't existed for the Packers until 2021, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty great, man. They got a lot of playmakers. Uh, I'll just expand on that. You call them out by name, but my note nug, which is going to be how much time I spent thinking about Rasul Douglas this weekend <laughs> or at, really on, on Sunday night and Monday. Rasul on um, your mind. I was trying to think of like adjectives for him. I was trying to think of like these comparisons, like, you know, like he's, uh, you know, all these football cliches, junkyard dog, whatever. Like the guy just battles. But I think that the best thing that I can say about him is that the beauty of him, right, is like that he got smoked for a touchdown, like absolutely smoked. And that is a play that you could he's basically interchangeable with Kevin King. Yep. But the pick six is the play Kevin King's never going to make. So I will live with that, man. Like if you're going to be the guy who shows up, you know, a decent amount of the time and you're you don't have to be great, you know, you just have to make like that one play in a big spot and that's what he is. He's like the he's like the the J.R. Smith or some shit. Like I really can't <laughs> think of the way to describe him. So please you can if you can, please help me out. But like He's just a baller who doesn't go away and he's going to do some embarrassing stuff. But I don't know, man. Like, this is what a signing. Like, I'm just so pleased. Yeah. Because he's just offering the good things that Kevin King, at this point, I think we're safe to say, can't really give us with some of the bad. But at least there's good, you know? I I don't even feel that embarrassed about Rasul Douglas giving up that touchdown. Yeah, it's a play you'd like to have back. Unless you are Jair Alexander or maybe two or three other corners in the league. Everyone gets, I mean, Jalen Ramsey gets beat and we have to hear about him being a, you know, great corner all the time. Um, You know, on that too, how do we feel? We'll get to the other note, but really quick, like we're just talking about the corners and we're talking about guys getting beat. When Stokes gets beat, it's at the catch point. And that's like, do we feel good about that or bad about that? You know, like do football people think like, wow, it's pretty great that he's almost always in position to make a play. Um, or are they like, man, this guy doesn't have like great ball skills, like finish the job. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I, I, I guess it's a balance of both. But yeah. if he learns to kind of, you know, even the past breakups, not necessarily interceptions, like yeah. that that non-touchdown where it was ruled out of bounds, even though um, I guess, I don't know, they, they, they made it seem like it was closer than it actually was on the broadcast. Um, he looks pretty lost there, but he's right there. Yeah. You know, like technique, everything down just at the most vital part of the, <laughs> the play. Yeah. Um, I, I don't have too much faith in him. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think some of that you can develop over time. Some of it is, is innate skills you come into the league with. Um, and I don't think either of us are truly smart enough to dissect which is which and, and, and how he'll be able to evolve. I personally, as the eternal optimist, take the opinion that he's he's in position, he's there, and it's just about honing the the, the follow through. Um, that's, you know, I just choose to be optimistic about it. <laughs> but I, I, 
I don't. Uh, your concerns are not are not lost on me. Sometimes you you do watch and you're like, mm, you're you're there, but that could have been better. Yeah, and if I had to say, I think it is more of like a good thing. I think it's more encouraging that a player that young is uh, so good technically and um, you know not a huge liability necessarily on a down to down basis. Right. I mean, like you know, between him and Jair, and I don't think either one of these guys was as good as. Jair actually is in terms of coverage, like true lockdown corner physicality. But you get some Tremont and Sam Shields vibes, you know? Yeah. A little little bit of that uh for you when this secondary is healthy. Sprinkle in a little Darnell Savage, uh Nick Collins vibes, you know. Uh, Amos is a lot better than Charlie Pepra. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I just keep thinking Pepra. about that team and I'm like, man, like there were no significant holes in it. And not just the defense, like the whole team. And I I mean, save for special teams, there's not a lot of holes in this Packers team. Can we pause for a moment on Charlie Pepper, who you just mentioned, who's top of mind for me right now because I'm looking at the uh, 2010 Packers roster. And I, because I wanted to, before we let too much time elapse and we get angry tweets, you had mentioned the inside linebacking core um, and you were going through that that roster. Um, it was Desmond Bishop and AJ Hawk. So, yeah. Um, AJ Hawk, you know, s- solid enough. In his prime, Desmond Bishop, uh, a, a pleasant surprise and a, a really good player. So just wanted to, before we get blown up, recognize that, uh, you know, could have been worse. It has been worse since then. I think Desmond, I think we remember Desmond Bishop as, because he was like a shock to our system. Yeah. Uh, I think we remember him to be better than he actually was. That could like be fair. The, you know, he added a little flair, a little spice to a, a otherwise bland position group. He's like a red pepper flake, but on the scale of peppers, like, is he really that he's hot? A red, he's a red pepper flake. hey Yeah, like he's league average. <laughs> like he's in everybody's cabinet, you know, but when he's compared to, I don't know, whatever else the Packers got going on there, um, it's not, uh, yeah, it's easy to stand out. Uh, yeah. Speaking of inside linebackers, there is some breaking news. During our show, they saved it. Oh, uh, <laughs> for our recording I actually got it out for our recording instead of saving it a rare Tuesday evening news break what's going on uh, everybody's favorite inside linebacker Devontre Campbell COVID no but bye week <laughs> hey great time to test positive and then he doesn't have to test when he's actually playing football games so really um, I first saw this and I'm like no and I'm assuming he's, you know, going to be fine. His health will be intact. Hopefully, it's a mild case. Unsure if he's vaccinated. Hopefully. I, think I don't know at this be. point. I don't know. Um, this is what happens when you try to do this on the fly. But uh, if ever a time to test positive, this might be it. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, I saw. I, I think just got it the was, notification uh, from the NFL. App. I think it's the Dallas Cowboys zero. at this point. Basically, every unvaccinated player on their team has now contracted COVID at some point. <laughs> during the season that's what my dog thinks about the cowboys <laughs> not a mike mccarthy fan i guess <laughs> yeah your dog came in after the mccarthy era of the packers so i get it doesn't have the same affinity that we do for big mac <laughs> that's true forever in our hearts all right let's move on and get some uh listener note nugs really quickly again uh tweet at us after every game at the unpack pod with your notable nuggets uh, this one coming in from, I want to say you used to have the name Louie and now it is, uh, something that I cannot pronounce. So I'm going to call you Louie and hopefully 
Hopefully that's fine. Yash! Exclamation point. Note nugs. We've hit on the offensive line a lot, but I just wanted to give a shout out to 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 Yash Nyman, who four and right? I With, think that's uh, right. I think that's right. Tackle, I, I believe. I think that's um, right against it, and you know, the Rams are no slouches on the defensive line. No, no, they're not. Another note note coming in from the philosophical soldier who says, what is wrong with Lazard? And I just wanted to highlight this one really quickly because I know that he was coming off of a shoulder injury and, you know, they're really just asking him to do goon work, um, kind of play a little bit of a extra tight end role and occasionally go out and catch some passes. I mean, he missed some, but I want to cut him. I want to cut him some slack. We'll move on to. To Joe at work, our friend Joe at work, who tweets in, team equals good. And <laughs> that's it. That's the whole tweet, Alex. Um, <laughs> I I saw, I haven't yet had the chance to listen to the I Love Gold podcast, but I, I I saw that they titled their episode something like, the Packers might be good, question mark, which is, I feel like something that, like once a season for the past couple of years, we've also kind of had that same moment. Where it's like, they might, are they, maybe they're, they're good. Joe saying that this team is just is just flat out good. Are you there yet? Are you are you all in? Are you ready to be hurt again in the playoffs? <laughs> What's your vibe? I'm check? so ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how could you not be? I mean, honestly, like if you look around the league, um the Packers I think are the can make the best case, right? Like in if we're all arguing who's the best team in the NFL right now, I think the Packers have the best case based on who they've beaten. Uh, their injury luck being really poor. And I, like, I know that's kind of, I don't know if I'm making excuses for them, but it's not like everything has broke their way. You know, yeah. they, they also lost their quarterback for um, one of their losses that I think we can all pretty confidently say would have been a much more competitive game, if not a win. Um, they're good. I mean, there's, again... I'm ready to be hurt. I, I, I was going to say this later, but um, it was going to like be a part of my uh, haiku. But basically, my overwhelming thought is this is the first time that in a long time, and it's obvious we always talk about it, that it's really hard to think about the way the Packers are going to crush us in the playoffs. You know, yeah. like last year, I think it was pretty obvious they were just going to get smoked by somebody. Their defense sucks, yada, yada. Um, but then I say that and I remember Mason Crosby being broken and also us being like the have to be the worst team now at fielding punts ever. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're at home. It's, that's like the only way I can really see this thing crumbling right now. Yeah. I know anything could happen, but right. Like if your biggest weakness is that you might have to settle for field goals and you have a kicker who's like super unreliable. That's grand scheme of things. Comparatively, I think across the league, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It could be worse. And, and really quickly to, to rebut your Crosby point, I I wanted to bring this up because I heard um, Tom Silverstein and company on their podcast talking about Mason Crosby. None of them believe that any of this is Mason Crosby's fault. Okay. But how though, we're this far into it. It's like, okay, I get it after the third or the fourth kick, but what is it, like nine or something since he started missing? So you change um, the long snapper. You change the long snapper. It's a new holder, and things are going wrong. And I think the point that, that I forget who it was, 
But uh, the, the point that they were making was essentially that when you're a kicker, it's, it, it's kind of like golf insofar as like you need to be in a clear headspace to do it. And if any part of you is worried about the mechanics of what is happening, then that's, then that's a problem. And then they also pointed to, to a training camp where I believe he was perfect. Um, no signs of anything, anything wrong there. So I'm not saying that I totally uh, uh, agree with that, but uh, some people who, who are close to it and whose opinions I trust think that uh, it would be foolish to say that Crosby is done. People are saying, <laughs> I think that they're responding to a lot of, a lot of Twitter hate for Crosby. I see you are visibly frustrated <laughs> with that. I mean, that's fine. I get it. I also think Crosby is an extremely likable guy. I think sometimes people get passes for that. I hate to do this um, to Packers media, who I respect yep. and am friendly with some. Um, you know, <laughs> if Crosby wasn't like who he is, like, is that, are we having that conversation? Like, I, yeah. my only issue with that is that, okay, the long snappers knew there are two plays that a long snapper practices every day. Yeah. Like this person is paid to do that. Yeah. Like that should be figured out by now. And if it truly isn't Mason Crosby's fault, then I would say that that is a really, really big, like black mark on an otherwise pretty good resume for Gudikun so yeah. far, because yeah. um, why would you do that? <laughs> like, yeah. why would you mess with it at a position? And I hate to be like this, but that of such little significance that the only way it can really stand out is if you shake it up for no reason. Yeah. Um, damn, I don't know. That's well, a tough one. Long snapper. They they switched long snapper mid season and it got worse. So, okay, but even some of Crosby's makes this past week, there like, was th there was one make this weekend where it's like that was that was a a butt hair away from not being a make. It was windy. I it, like when it was initially kicked, the ball was in the air. Of the three possible outcomes, I guess there's four because it could also be short. I would have ranked wide left. Oh, no, that's going wide right. Then I would have said it's going to be made based on the way it was like fluttering in the air. Like, and that's not that, you know, if you're in like a good form as a kicker, I don't think that those things happen a lot, but whatever, man. Um, <laughs> whatever man I just you know I just see where this is going yeah it's like you know I just you see where this is going you are ready to be hurt again in the postseason yeah Packers uh, you know it's tie game fourth quarter of a NFC championship game Packer, Aaron Rodgers gets him to field goal range Cowboys miss, in Lambeau lose the coin toss <laughs> Dak Prescott goes down the field um, Rodgers never gets the ball and he has to shake McCarthy's hand after the game and then all right like, all right all right <laughs> But anyway, yeah. No, but we're good everywhere. So, too negative. Uh, too net. We're shaking it off. We're gonna head to break when we come back. No, I'm positive. This is a, they're a great, team, the best team in the NFL. And I'm not saying that because <laughs> I support them. I'm saying that because because you think it's true. Because they are, man. They're All awesome. Right. Well, we are gonna uh, we're gonna go to break. We're gonna come back and we're gonna enter the spa and lower our blood pressure a little bit. All right, we are back, and we're taking deep breaths. We're feeling the Lambo wind swirling around. Or 
<laughs> otherwise relaxed faces through the beaded curtain. It's poetry time, guys. Be one with the ball. Become the football. Own it. Time of possession. Love. I wanted to uh, I wanted to highlight time of possession. Packers are ranked second in the league in, in time of possession currently uh, against LA. I, I was curious to look that stat up because I was like, they watching this game on Sunday. I was like, they are holding the ball forever. This is great as a fan who wants offense. It's great to watch your team hold the ball for that long 39 minutes and 40 seconds. Damn near the entire game. <laughs> Pretty much um, the average over the last three games, 35 minutes and 56 seconds, basically 36 minutes. Uh, part of that is the offense keeping drives alive, maybe going for fourth downs uh, more often. But another part is the defense doing a much better job down the stretch um, of getting off the field, which was a little bit of a problem earlier in the year. Um, you want to talk about winning formulas, playing keep away, not a bad strategy. Yeah, at the most basic level, having a lot of the ball and not giving it away uh, usually means good things. The Packers have always been a pretty low takeaway team because their quarterback uh, doesn't throw interceptions. So um, it's pretty damn great. And I would add the third reason uh, to go along with everything else you said, defense being good, Packers going for it, is um, actually recently the, the Aaron Jones injury has meant more Dylan. And I think the Packers have just been um you know more than willing to kind of change the makeup of their plan a little to to kind of grind a game out with yeah. him yeah um which he is exceptional at so he is a will, will breaker yeah man um i yeah i mean there's a lot of people who are dead wrong about him i tweeted out a photo of him doing the like uh, the the packers do the like the fashion walk into the into the stadium or whatever. They take pictures of everyone's outfits. And he was just like, he had this like norm core outfit on of just like jeans and a sweatshirt, but the sweatshirt said, be kind to everyone. And he was doing like a very sincere double thumbs up, just seemed like the friendliest dude. And then come game time, he was just breaking people's wills. It was awesome. Humble brag. I think he liked that tweet. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Nice. I mean, it's great. It's true that the contrast is amazing because he's like the meanest person the Packers have had. In a while in terms of punishing people. Yeah. Um, which is pretty great. Uh, one other thing in terms of um, times, time of possession, uh, uh, to add on to everything that you just said, I believe the Packers are plus nine takeaways right now, which also goes back oh, to great. my note nug of players at every level of defense. Um, how many dropped interceptions do they have? Does somebody keep that stat? I mean, like in the oh, depths man. of the APC Slack that I know you're uh, at, pretty active on. Is there I can a double back and because check. That, I feel like that number could be like plus 16. Um, and I know you can't, even if you had like half of them, I feel like it would be like plus 13 or something. Like, yeah. man. Um, even just the Stokes ones, you'd be like plus three. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like they're frequently in position and the and the not to mention the savage uh one that wasn't that yeah. almost won them uh, a game or put them in position to win a game a week prior okay yep. uh i'm ready um <laughs> i am ready for my massage again. <laughs> P- 
Personnel changes. No better time than the bye to fix special teams. I was very negative before, but I will say two weeks between games, I'm confident that whether he's out on the street right now or he's within the organization, is this Hunter Bradley talk? Watching tape of him right now. <laughs> The Packers' next punt returner is going to emerge, and it's not oh, going to be punt returner. Amari Rodgers. Um, and I still think it's just really bad luck that Randall Cobb, you know, spells Rodgers and mops that. Like it hit him. It hit him in the uh, in the top of the chest pad in a weird way, and it's like that, I feel like that's going to happen every once in a while. It just happened after he was trying to spell uh, Rodgers, who was having a very very rough day and and I I forget if I I texted this to you or if it was to the APC group during the game but is there a worse every like every game punt returner in the league someone who the team just refuses to replace and they're just back there and they just are bad is there anyone worse right now than Amari Rodgers No I mean hate to be harsh we we're rarely harsh on anyone except Kyler Fackrell but no um <laughs> I think that's the answer. There's not. And maybe we don't watch enough football, but like ask the 31 other teams, hey, do you feel like your punt returner every single game this season has done something that can cost you a game? Yeah. Like, because I think we could probably could say that um, about uh, about Rodgers, except for maybe the first game, because uh, I mean, I'm probably forgetting something, but that game was already lost. So it's like he couldn't really lose it for them. Um, but also, sorry, just and again, if it's not Mason's fault, a bye week is also a really good time to find a new long snapper. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, make two changes. You know, yeah. I hate. I'm not calling for heads or whatever, but like, if the, if you know that that unit is so damaged, which like, there is a reason your special teams coordinator has like viral quotes going out every week because he's being asked about this. Yeah. Um. Then you know, make the change, man. Long yeah. snappers. Mo Drayton being in the news every week is not a, not a place you want to be as a, yeah. as a fan. Long snappers might not grow on trees, but um, they're definitely out there. Hunter Bradley, not great, but better than where they are now. I don't. I don't know. I don't know the ins. Who I don't know the outs. It's like a impossible to evaluate. Yeah, like the rotation of the ball. We need a long snapper guy. Who's our intel <laughs> long snapper world? Yeah, where's Brett Good when you need him? He's probably a fun guy to talk to, I'd bet. <laughs> you just get that impression. Maybe I'm wrong. But anyway, I'm calm about it. Two weeks. Calmer you know, as the uh, as the Hall of Famer Troy Aikman said on Sunday, <laughs> having a late buy is really rough unless you're on a roll and you really need a break late in the season, and then it's not so rough. Yeah, Troy, what'd you say? <laughs> um, and I actually like Aikman and Buck a lot, but... I, it just bugs me that it has to be called the Hall of... Do they do that with every Hall of Famer? Uh, Is that like a thing? Is that just like a media thing? I haven't paid enough attention. I think but. it does. It does. It's an easy It's an easy couple syllables when you're like passing passing the mic. But Joe Buck does it a lot. He Joe does, Buck a, does lot. it a lot. Yeah. It's almost like he's trolling him because we know that Aikman <laughs> really isn't good enough to be a Hall of Famer. Um, which I wouldn't put past Joe Buck because he's a pretty... He's a bit of a jokester. But yeah. Um, anyway, man, well, it's a poorly timed buy until it isn't. And yep. boy, is it awesome now. Um, the Packers almost hit their win total for the season. 
before their buy. How yeah. weird is that? And they probably should have. Yeah. Um. So that that's pretty cool. I I love when a a futures bet hits with like four weeks of football left. I'm uh, I'm pretty pumped about that. <laughs> My wallet is pretty pumped about that. So yeah. the Packers head into their bye. Um, Rogers will get some uh, some time to heal that toe. Might have surgery. I don't know what kind of surgery you can have on essentially what is a fractured pinky toe or something. Maybe they'll just cut it off. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, no. He said it's not going to prevent him from playing. That's all we know. He's, yeah. he's adamant about that. So. Aaron Jones gets some more time to heal. He was back uh, for this game uh, and did not look totally himself. Rashawn Gary was back, played well, but he'll, he'll get more time to heal. I mean, like the list goes on and on. Team's so banged up. Very banged up team, getting healthier, confident in the guys who've had to step in. So, you know, I, I guess don't rush them. But at the same time, um, I will say there's an element of wanting guys to have meaningful football played before the football is even more meaningful. <laughs> How's that for a, <laughs> for a uh, you know, I, I don't know. I would just hate to go into the playoffs in a situation where the Packers could very realistically have a buy. And you think about how long that is before, with guys not playing together at pretty vital positions. Um, you know, I think they need reps. Yeah. Not to be uh, too pessimistic, and I could be wrong, but Matt Lafleur winless after the bye. Is he? Is that? Am I making that up out of whole hmm. cloth? Yeah. Didn't they have? You know what? I you might be right. I feel like two of their West Coast no shows were after buys. Maybe like was the Chargers loss after a buy? Remember that debacle? Um. Yes, yeah, I believe that's I believe that's right. some quick Google searching is not is not helping me. I'm going to stand by that. And if I am wrong, sorry, guys, I'm not a professional, just an amateur. <laughs> at this. Yeah, it's fine. But um, I'm uh, pretty sure they um, come out a little flat after the bye. Good after losses, though. Un unbeaten after losses. Pretty cool. I'll take it. Uh, you got yep. any uh, before we. Uh, before we hang up here, you got any bye week, bye oh, weekend man. plans? No, like I said, I mean, it's like you almost set double digit wins before your bye, getting healthier. It's coming at the right time. Love a low pressure Sunday, you yeah. know, like there's just nothing better than uh, like I'll watch some football if I want and it's not going to hurt me. Cheeks you know? unclenched. The wine is flowing. <laughs> My heart is not going to be broken this weekend, which is pretty cool. Yeah, um, which means I'll enjoy it. That's right. our emotional uh, well-being gets a bye week as well. That's yeah, that's, exactly. That's, that's, that's so enjoy it. Um, I know I will. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> What's poker? I don't know. I I honestly I, I feel like now can't whether or not Campbell has to miss a game or not is a storyline. Yeah. You know, um, again, there's even a such thing as well-timed COVID, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, there really isn't. Get vaccinated. Let's stay healthy, everybody. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Get vaccinated. Stay healthy. Make it through the bye week. Heal your toes. Heal your knees, your elbows, everything that's ailing you, your emotional well-being. 
write some haikus, watch some uh, inconsequential football, and we will see you guys next week. I think we're going to do a trivia episode next week. That should be fun. That's all I got. All right, guys. Go Pack Go. See you later.